the single most important debut in the history of the Cincinnati Reds franchise will happen Tuesday night. Ellie De La Cruz is here. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on Ellie De La Cruz. No, you are locked on Reds. Thank you for joining this emergency bonus edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. We are live on the YouTube feed. If you're finding this in your audio feed, this just was recorded moments ago because the Cincinnati Reds have announced that Ellie De La Cruz is coming to Cincinnati today. That is right. Thanks for joining Locked On Reds. We are your team every day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are just too excited to contain ourselves, Jeff. Ellie De La Cruz is coming to Cincinnati. We've been talking about it and talking about it and wishing for it and thinking it should have happened a long time ago, but here it is. Ellie is coming. He is here, and and Steve, I, this is something, and it's interesting because we just talked about this on our most recent episode, that it feels like the Reds have kind of been building this red carpet, this, this slow burn that a lot of folks were perceiving as the Reds trolling them, but they were getting ready for this. And yes, the move is interesting because they put Nixon Zell on the injured list to make room for Ellie De La Cruz and the call up here. But they have been getting ready for this call up. And let's talk about first the talent that we're getting here. ESPN said that he was the number one prospect in all of baseball, not just the Reds farm system, but all of baseball. There have been multiple prospect prognosticators like JJ Cooper from baseball America, who has been doing this for 25 years that has said he has never seen a more talented, more awesome and more baffling prospect than Ellie De La Cruz. And here's the deal with him. On the scouting scale of 20 to 80, he has a 70-grade speed. He has a 70-grade power. He throws the ball on regular basis at 100 miles an hour from the shortstop position. He has the mind of a 10-year vet. There are so many highlights out there of him hitting the ball over the scoreboard. There are even more highlights out there of him taking advantage of defenders either sleeping or making a bad play. There is no aspect of the Dodgers pitching staff or fielding that they will be able to sleep on Ellie De La Cruz tonight. And the future begins today. You know, we've been talking about that we thought he was ready, Jeff. Uh, a few few days ago, we broke down how he's been being used down in AAA. Now, the Reds have not released the lineup yet. We're going to keep looking for it while we're doing this live show. Uh, but what we know about Ellie De La Cruz is he is equally as comfortable at shortstop or third base. So he can play either one of those positions. Uh, during his time in Louisville this season, he's played about a third of the time at third base. We did see yesterday that Jonathan India was taking grounders at third base. So there is a potential for a lineup tonight that looks something like India at third, Elliot shortstop, Matt McClain at second base. That is possible. The Reds haven't tipped their hands yet though. But as we've been telling you for a couple days, it just seems like they're laying the foundation to start moving these pieces around. And if it's Elliot third, if it's India at third, I don't really care as long as all three of them are in the lineup to start the game tonight because I'm going to be there, you're going to be there, and I bet a bunch of the people listening right now are going to be there for Ellie De La Cruz making his Cincinnati Reds debut. And if you're wondering, when you look at a guy like Ellie De La Cruz and you see all these highlights and you're like, okay, what can we expect from him? I am not 
going ahead of myself with this. I am not being hyperbolic. I'm not trying to be over the top here. Ellie De La Cruz is him, period. Ask him to do something, he's going to do it. At every step of the minor leagues, they have asked him to improve his fielding, improve his base running. Um, can you strike out less? Can you walk more? Can you hit for all fields? Can And he's a switch hitter, by the way, so there's no slash line weakness there when you're talking about lefties or righties. So Tony Gonsolin, get ready. This dude's about to wreck you. And when you look at what he can do for this Reds team, they can bat him lead off. They can bat him in the middle of the order. They could play him wherever they want want to because and we use this term a lot when we're talking about Shohei Otani so I don't want to overuse this term but he has maybe gone a step level than the goat and I think he's a unicorn of a type of player you know I I always caution you and and I feel like I do this a lot and I'm not trying to be the wet blanket but I I just want to remind everybody that he's never been in the major leagues (laughs) so every time he's moved to a new level there's been about a two-week adjustment period while he gets his new timing, while he figures out the pitching, and then he goes off. So, listen, I am all for him going four for four tonight with four home runs into the river. I'll take it. That's great. But if that doesn't happen, everybody, let's just take a breath and be excited that he's here. I'm looking forward to seeing how he looks with uh, as far as comfort level. Are they professional at bats? Does he look overmatched by the pitchers? Does he look overmatched in the field? I don't think any of those things are going to happen. I think he's going to look like he belongs. He's going to look like he's been doing it for years. Uh, that's what I expect to see from him. But those are the things I'm going to be watching for. The the home runs, they're going to come. The electric plays of going first to third and rope-a-doping somebody into letting him run on in and score, that's going to happen also because he is a very unique special talent. But I'm not going to be disappointed if we don't see his first major league hit tonight. I think that's what I'm saying. No, and that's and that's fair. And I, I know I get ahead of myself a lot when we're talking about big-time prospects like this. But let's also look at this for what it is because Ellie De La Cruz signals the future is ready to go. We are talking about the main dude. I mean, Andrew Abbott was an amazing debut. We love to see Brandon Williamson's debut. TJ Hopkins was a nice call up and hopefully can be a piece for the Reds in their outfield to some degree for the future. But there is no one that has more anticipation. There is no one, quite frankly, that has more pressure than Ellie De La Cruz on him. I firmly expect that he is going to be able to live up to that. You know, Steve, that, that brings to me a question because I heard this question on the radio and I had a discussion with Tony Pike and Austin Elmore at Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530. And I want to ask you this uh, coming up here in just a minute. Is Ellie De La Cruz, and I mean everything. I don't just mean prospects. I mean trades. I mean free agency. I mean everything. Is Ellie De La Cruz the most anticipated call-up ever? The most anticipated debut ever? Because I think... He is. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about how you can get to the ballpark right now, because if you checked out the Reds ticketing website in the last couple of hours, you might not have been able to get through. It crashed. No one could get tickets. You know where you can get them? Game time. Game time's the best way to get your last second tickets. They've got amazing ticket deals and got a promo code for you here. If you want to go see Ellie De La Cruz debut tonight, you can save $20 by going to the Game Time app and putting in the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Just download it today on your mobile device and create a profile and use the promo code locked on MLB. Game time also has the game time guarantee. 
If you find tickets on a different app where you're sitting in the ballpark for more or, you know, for a better deal, Game Time's going to credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are. Game Time is the best way to get to the ballpark. Check it out today. Download the Game Time app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB to save $20 off your first purchase and make that first purchase your visit to uh, Ellie De La Cruz's debut. And, you know, Steve, as we kind of go through life and, and, and uh, we we grow and we learn more about ourselves. I I'm a person that I feel pretty comfortable in my own skin. Right. And I, you know, me, you know, that I kind of take it life as it comes with me, but just as soon as I figure I know everything, there's something else to learn. And we all need a support system when it comes to those certain things, right? Like I just bought a house, like, and I, as much as I think I know what I'm doing with it, sometimes I really need to ask somebody, what if there's a situation though, where you feel like you can't turn to anyone? There's still help out there. There's always help for you. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp sets you up with a licensed professional that will take you through the journey from wherever you are in your life. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, BetterHelp can help you get that set up and help you grow. So check out BetterHelp today. Go to BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB and sign up for your uh, for BetterHelp's great therapy system. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, better help is the kind of way to help you grow. We all need to be growing. If you're not growing, then you're shrinking, quite frankly, and better help will help you get there. Check them out today. Betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB. Steve, and before we jump back into this awesome Ellie De La Cruz conversation, thank you so much for joining us here on this live reaction show for Locked On Reds. Uh, if you're an everydayer, thank you so much. Let us know in the comments section. Let us know how excited you are for the call-up of the man, Ellie De La Cruz. And make sure that you're subscribed because we've got so much coming for you this season as Ellie De La Cruz gets going, as Andrew Abbott gets going, as Matt McClain continues to, to just be awesome on the baseball field. So much is happening around our Cincinnati Reds, and we're here with you every single day because we're locked on Reds every single day, Steve. And when it comes to this debut, for me, it's the most anticipa anticipated debut ever for a Red. Where do you rank it on, the, on your list? No, I think it absolutely is. Now, listen, there's been prospects in the past that have come up and everybody's been excited about them. But here's a couple of reasons why this one is different. First of all, this is the era of social media. Uh, some of the better Reds players throughout history weren't around in the social media area era. We didn't get to watch minor league baseball games streaming through MLB.tv. We didn't get to see the highlights every night being tweeted out by the minor league affiliates and by the Reds. Uh, this is a new era. Uh, the Reds, as you have said, have laid the foundation of a red carpet welcome for Ellie De La Cruz. They have really set the tone. They have hyped him in such a way that you know they've whipped the fan base into a, a fever pitch waiting for Ellie De La Cruz to arrive. You know, if if Jay Bruce had come along 10 years later than he did, I think the hype would have been much like what it is right now for Ellie De La Cruz. But it's just a different time. So we're going to we're going to experience it a little bit differently. So I think yes, Ellie De La Cruz is in fact probably the biggest arrival of a prospect that anybody in Cincinnati history has witnessed. And I think it's well deserved. This is not one of those cases where uh you know a, a social media blitz or a consultant or a PR person 
has gone out and drummed up the excitement level. Everyone has got excited by seeing it with their own eyes, seeing the things that Ellie De La Cruz does. You and I have talked about this, the, his, his baseball smarts, his ability to go first and third on a play like you would not expect for them to be able to do. Very reminiscent of Billy Hamilton. Only Ellie De La Cruz hits homers. He hits all the time. And then when he gets on base and he does the first to third bit, he waits. He waits for the defense to make a mistake. He waits for somebody to get just a little lackadaisical, and then he just makes them look silly. He ropes a dopes them. He runs in. He scores runs while a shortstop standing there holding the ball, trying to figure out what exactly is going on. That's what Ellie De La Cruz brings. It is a level of excitement. It is a level of baseball knowledge that I don't think we've seen in a young player. And remember, he came out of nowhere. When he first arrived in Daytona, everybody was calling around trying to find out who is this kid. Nobody knew who he was. Nobody had video on him. This is one of the biggest, this is one of the biggest gets. I think in the history of the Cincinnati Reds scouting system, in the history of the Cincinnati Reds farm system, this is not a player that was a can't miss and everybody knew about and the Reds were lucky enough to draft him or sign him or get him. They went out and found this guy. They went out and did that on their own. And so, so while we're shouting out Ellie De La Cruz, we need to take a second and shout out the Reds farm system, the player yes. development people, the scouts, the, the front office, Nick Crawl, the general managers, Dick Williams at the time. All of the people involved in bringing Ellie De La Cruz into this, this system, uh, they really – they won the lottery. A massive, massive win that I don't know that we'll ever know the true value of just because you're talking about a dude. So so for comparison, the Reds actually just signed a very highly touted international prospect in Ling Ching N, a 17-year-old shortstop slash center field prospect who they paid $1.2 million in a bonus to get him. How much did they pay to get Ellie De La Cruz, Steve? 60K. 60k this was not a guy that even when the reds got him had this much expectations on him and the reds were able to steal him out from every other baseball team in the major league baseball in the world let's let's say the world because 60k is not a, a number that someone else looks at and says boy that's a lot i don't know about that everybody could have had ellie de la cruz the reds got to him first the reds developed him This is by far the most anticipated debut. I put this up against Griffey. I put this up against Jay Bruce. I put this up against Aroldis Chapman. Because the big picture when it comes to Ellie De La Cruz's debut is the signaling of the future. And I don't think it is too far-fetched to say that he is the Reds' Joe Burrow. We're talking about a guy that could literally change the, the course of the future for this team. Well, and that's absolutely right. And let's get to a few of the things that he actually does that are different. We talked about his baseball knowledge. We talked about what he can do when he's disruptive on the base pass. Uh, Let's go to a few of the comments from people that are watching live. LG checks in and says, Ellie gives them another left-handed bat in the lineup versus right-handed pitchers, which the Reds desperately need. So one of the things we haven't spent a lot of time talking about, Jeff, is Ellie De La Cruz is a switch hitter, and he is effective from both sides of the plate. This is not the case. You know, we've seen switch hitters before that really probably shouldn't have been switch hitters. We saw it, you know, for example, with Tucker Bumhart. He was a switch hitter, but it ultimately ended up him abandoning that process because he just really wasn't as good from one side as the other. Ellie's good from both sides. He has power from both sides. We've seen him hit home runs from both sides, and that is a tremendous weapon in this Reds lineup. 
Absolutely. And he's not a guy that you worry about defensively at any position. I mean, he has made highlight reel plays, but also it's the consistency that it provides because one of the stats that I love, and it was a stat that was given by uh, Sports Information Solutions that uh, they were really kind of the company that pioneered sabermetrics and baseball and things like this. They really have in-depth defensive statistics, and they said among all minor league shortstops at every level playing against every level of competition. Ellie De La Cruz is one of like 10 shortstops to have a positive defensive rating. Minor league shortstops really don't have a good track record of defensive statistics, but Ellie De La Cruz is able to bunk that trend. I mean, it, because of his speed, because of his size, because of his range, he has everything that you want in a shortstop, in a shortstop, in a major league baseball that now no longer has the shift. He's a guy that you don't have to worry about shifting to, to cover up defensively. Now let's talk a little bit about those physical attributes and where he falls in as far as the lineup, as far as where you bat him, as far as where you play him. I know there's been a lot of talk about him playing third base. There's been a lot of talk about where exactly you slot him in the lineup right now. Ellie De La Cruz today, I think, is the leadoff hitter. And OJ's 94 Bronco. OJ, great to have you on the live show today. Uh, ask Ellie for leadoff. I think so. I think that at least in Why this particular beginning of his career, he's good there. He, listen, his body type is going to change. He's still going to get bigger. He's still going to get more muscular. And I think at the end of the day, I think five years from now, he's probably going to be a cleanup hitting third baseman. That's where I think he goes. But right now, with his speed, with his talent, I think you bat him leadoff. You build this lineup from him on down. And, I mean, how exciting is a top four of Ellie De La Cruz, followed by Matt McClain, followed by Jonathan India, followed by Spencer Steer? And that's just the first four. That right. is a lineup that you can be excited about and that can do damage every time it comes around. I would love to see that. The Reds decided Jake Fraley could bat leadoff again, though. So he's going no, to bat. they did not. J Jake Fraley is playing right field, batting leadoff. Matt McClain playing shortstop, batting second. Jonathan Indy at second base and batting third. Ellie De La Cruz at third base and batting fourth. Then you got Spencer Steer in left field and batting fifth. Tyler Stevenson at DH. Kevin Newman at first base and batting seventh. Stuart Fairchild batting eighth and playing center field. And Luke Maley batting ninth and playing catcher. Here's my thought. Okay, 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 okay. I know what we're thinking. Kevin Newman at first base. Uh, seriously, again, really. But here's my thought on that. The Reds all this time have been getting ready for Ellie De La Cruz's arrival. Maybe they're getting ready for Christian Encarnacion Strand's arrival by moving Spencer Steer to left field, and you can move Kevin Newman out of first base whenever you want to. I, 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 I'm I, okay with this. Like I thought initially they were going to bat Ellie De La Cruz leadoff with the way that the lineup has shook out here recently, and as much as I don't like Jake Fraley batting leadoff, Ellie De La Cruz can be a massive run producer in the middle of this lineup. And there are a lot of people around Reds country right now going, Spencer Steer in the outfield? Well, you know who's not doing that? Anybody that's been listening to this show for the last two months knows that we have said that ultimately Spencer Steer needs to get outfield reps and needs to be in the outfield to be his most effective and get the most at bat. So I love that. Uh, I have a lot of problems with this lineup. I'm going to continue to scratch my head at what David Bell has been doing with this lineup. Jake Fraley in the leadoff spot. I do not like it. I do not think it's effective. I do not think it's the best use of Jake Fraley. I do not think it's the best use of the people that are on this team right now. There is a much better lineup construction that you can do. Uh, Elliot third, I'm fine with that. I think that's where he's ultimately going to be. Uh, 
when his body continues to fill out, he's just going to be too big and bulky to play shortstop for his entire career. I think, I think that third base is where his ultimate home is. So heck, if they, we're just going to start him there now, that's great. I'm good with that. Uh, but I, I am going to continue to kind of call into question what David Bell is doing with this lineup on a daily basis, Jeff. That's going to be something, and I we're definitely going to get into this a lot more as we move forward. I don't want to turn this into a David Bell conversation, but this is now where David Bell can start to be evaluated because we've said before, well, he made this move because he has to. He made this move because he's been managing a roster with one arm tied behind his back. Guess what? He now has the pieces. And when you're talking about a guy that's going from making dinners with TV dinners to now he's got Michelin star ingredients, the pressure's on. David Bell's got to get this right. He's got to put these guys in the best position to succeed. I think Jake Fraley batting leadoff is a very interesting first step in that uh, that test, but I love the fact that we're already looking at Ellie De La Cruz in his future position where plenty of prospect prognosticators say he could even be a gold glove third baseman. So I love that too. Seth Lewis checks in, Jeff, on the comment section and says, you fellas reckon I should get a John boat and hang out on the river. Probably. I've said it before. I will say it again. If ever there's a player that's going to hit one into the river on the fly, now, I know we've had them bounce in off of the street behind the ballpark, but on the fly into the river, Ellie De La Cruz is going to be the first guy to do that at some point in time in his career. If you recall last year, he hit a 600 and something foot home run in the minor leagues, yeah. and I took the trajectory of that ball and superimposed it on Great American Ballpark, and it would have caught water if he had hit that ball at Great American Ballpark. If there's ever a guy that's going to hit it through the windshield of the Toyota truck out in the outfield, it's Ellie De La Cruz. That's the kind of power that Ellie brings to this lineup. And I'm telling you what, like, I, I forget what the name of the dealership is that you have to go check it out, but uh, you might want to go check out that Toyota dealership and get on the list for Tundras because you're talking about a dude that could deliver some Tundras to some people in Ellie De La Cruz. And especially even when CES gets called up, that sign there by the power stacks in center field might have a few dents in it by the end of this season. Uh, forget about next year. I mean, they might have to move this thing back. We're, the power that Ellie De La Cruz himself has definitely lends itself to a very, very good cleanup hitter. I firmly stand behind the fact, and we, we look back, um, I was looking back at Brandon Phillips the other day, just for kicks. Brandon Phillips is, is uh, lauded for his ability to play anywhere in this lineup. Ellie De La Cruz is that and better. I am so excited to see what he can bring to this team. So yeah, we kind of look at the way that this lineup shakes out Jake Fraley leading off Matt McClain, still batting second. Then you have uh, Jonathan India batting third. I, I love, there was a discussion on Twitter about what the optimal reds lineup looks like with Ellie De La Cruz a couple of days ago. And Doug gray from reds, friend of the show said that, uh, hear me out. What about Matt McClain leading off and Ellie De La Cruz batting second? Because remember, there's that old sabermetrics thing of you want to have your best overall hitter hitting second. Because we did that conversation with Joey Votto years back. You could do that with Ellie De La Cruz. But I think at the end of the day, the most at-bats should go to your most talented dude. And Ellie De La Cruz is that dude. How's this for food for thought? Uh, Branch Brown checks in and says that he thinks that Ellie De La Cruz is the most exciting player since Eric Davis. Both players. Uh, hey. Similar similar build type, kind of tall and lanky. Uh, both players wearing number 44. That's correct, Jeff. So um, I, I don't hate that comparison. Uh, you know, there was a time in baseball where uh, over a two-year time period for 
the, I think 87, 88, 86, 80, somewhere in there, Eric Davis was the best player in baseball. So uh, if, if that's the kind of career we can expect from Ellie De La Cruz, best player in baseball, um, I'll take that. I, I think that is, is the kind of mic drop that I want to wrap this up. Let's, let's get a couple of uh, more questions and comments in if you've got them, because Ellie De La Cruz coming up, man. I, I mean, like I said, Red's ticket website crashed whenever this announcement came through. You and I are going down to the ball game. I know some other folks are going to be down there randomly because he lives in the city of Cincinnati. Locked on Cardinals host J.D. Hafron. He's going to be there for the L.A. De La Cruz debut. I mean, this is going to be a night. And, and regardless of what he does at the plate, but can you imagine if he hits a home run? But regardless of what he does at the plate, the stadium is going to be buzzing almost as much as it did on Friday night whenever the Zach Brown band was here. Like, I, I, I firmly believe this because there has been little to, to nothing else in my history as a Cincinnati Reds fan that has provided me with this much anticipation as Ellie De La Cruz debuting. Hey, I'm going to find us two more comments, Jeff. And while I'm doing that, why don't you tell everyone how they can continue their Reds conversation with us on Twitter and with the Discord server and all Absolutely. of those things that they can do? Yeah, definitely check down in the description. We have a link to our Discord server. It's our, our Reds therapy session as we just talk about the Reds uh, in and out of podcasts and things like that. That's a good way to keep up with us. You can follow us on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. But the best way to keep up with us is to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and right here on YouTube, because we are going to be all over this Cincinnati Red team as we have been. This is my fifth season covering the team is your fifth season coming. The team is our second season together uh, as hosts of the lockdown Reds podcast. And it's only beginning. I mean, we're, we're talking about a team now that you can start uh, expecting things from Maybe not, I wouldn't say go as far to say expect playoffs this year. Although the opportunity is there that they could steal it. That's really not what the aim is this year. We're still trying to figure out, make sure everybody's in the right spot. But I firmly believe the window's opening up next year. And calling up Ellie De La Cruz now, at this point, when he is ready to go and he has nothing left to prove at AAA and the Reds showing that the incentives that you could have had to hold them till September and, and call them up early next year, showing that they're not worried about that. They understand the opportunity that's before them. One of the things we've talked about uh, yesterday, Jeff was uh, trading Jonathan India, moving Jonathan India, all those things. A uh, comment from Joel short says, Hey, look, we didn't have to trade India to make room for Ellie. And I just brought this up because I think now what's important for us to pay attention to is exactly how David Bell manages this moving forward. Yes. We're, we're excited to see how it looks with Ellie in the lineup, but now he's got some people that he's going to have to move around in order to get everybody there at bats. And how India is handled, I think, is going to tell us a lot about how things will look when Votto's back, about how things will look when CES finally gets called up. Uh, it's going to tell us a lot of things. Absolutely. I, man, I, I really think now, and, and we've been talking about this, that it's been hard to evaluate David Bell because they've not put him into a situation where expectations can be a thing. Expectations can be a thing now, and we can start to evaluate how David Bell really puts these guys into position. I think, I definitely don't think we're trading Jonathan India this year, 
you could make a case of how this all plays out over the course of the next calendar year. What's it look like next season? But I think that the best form of this team in 2023 includes Jonathan India in the lineup every day and, and, you know, find a spot for him. If that spot remains to be second base, then I, I, I love that. But he is red leader and the Reds need to keep him around. Well, let's finish with this. Ryan Curtis checks in and says he's a lifelong Reds fan outside of Chattanooga and saw De La Cruz with the lookouts. He says that Ellie is legit and looks otherworldly on the field. I think that is the uh, that's the the narrative I want to end with, Jeff. I am so excited to get down to the ballpark. Look, if you're coming down to the ballpark tonight and you see Jeff and I, please come say hi. We would love to talk a little Ellie De La Cruz with you. I can't wait to get down to Great American Ballpark, see this game see this debut, and watch the new era of Cincinnati baseball begin today. And if it tells you anything, Vegas has him still in the top five for NL Rookie of the Year on FanDuel. He's got uh, odds I just saw at, I think it's uh, plus 1,500, so 15 to 1 to win Rookie of the year for the National League. But that's going to do it for this emergency live edition. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, for jumping in the comments section. It's just been absolutely on fire. Red's country is excited. It's ecstatic. We are ready for this. We are ready for what Ellie De La Cruz is going to bring to this team and how this team will take its next step forward with him in the lineup. Make sure that you follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Make sure you follow us on YouTube because we are going to have so much content for you. Why, Steve? Because we're going to continue to monitor to transactions. You guys pressured the front office into calling up Ellie De La Cruz. We're going to do it for CES. We're going to be all over those rumors. We're going to watch what's going on. We're going to gather it all up and report back right here to keep you locked on Reds every single I am so excited. I can't stand it. Is it 7 o'clock yet?